Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie. And today I've got an interview with uh, Matt Champagne, and he really specializes in uh, having really good and effective questionnaires uh, for your patient base, for your practice. He works with other businesses as well, but does a lot with uh, chiropractors and getting patient feedback. Uh, and he's been kind enough to actually give you a, a free download of the nine principles of customer feedback. And that is at uh, matthewchampagne.com slash MCM. Okay. So that's Matthew, M-A-T-T-H. EW champagne like you would drink.com slash MCM. That'll be in the show notes as well. And it's a great little way to, you know, transform satisfied patients into enthusiastic lifetime patients. And in this interview, we dive into I know it can sound like a, a boring topic, but the way he talks about doing this, these surveys and such, really makes a lot of sense and can be a very good customer service aspect and also kind of a marketing campaign every so often, but it's just a really good way to have your patients audit your practice and your and their experience and then you getting feedback and actually applying it and then letting them know how you're applying it. It's a lot different than so many of these ridiculous surveys we get in email and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a really good interview, very enlightening, and I highly recommend you take him up on the free download, the nine principles of customer feedback. All right, here's my interview with Matthew Champagne. All right, welcome to the show, Matt. I really appreciate your time. Before we dive into our topic today, tell us a little bit about yourself, both uh, personally and professionally. Sure, thanks for the invite, Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm former a university professor. I'm a researcher, longtime scientist, and that was my, you know, in, in an earlier life, and I left that to start my first business back in the late 1990s because I saw this need for gathering feedback and doing it accurately. I saw what was going on at the university, the decisions that students made and faculty made, and I knew there's a lot of psychology and science that could be used. So I moved solely into doing surveys, everyone's favorite tool, the survey. Uh, But I use surveys in a very different way. I use surveys to change behavior, which is a rare way of using. But I found so many applications for this over the years in so many different industries and uh, most recently in, uh, in the fields of healthcare and chiropractic in, in particular. Perfect. Yeah, I know we were connected by a, a mutual friend and I guess colleague uh, who's a member of Strategic Coach with me and he connected us and he had a lot of good things about good things to say about what you do. And what was intriguing to me is how you like you, even in our pre-talk, you talked about where you're not the lead generation guy. Uh, you're more of, uh, let's keep the ones we have. Uh, obviously, there's a, a time and place for lead generation and new patients, obviously. Uh, but I think a lot of chiropractors are, are doing a poor job of, of actually keeping the ones they have, right? And having them come back and having that um, you know, sustainable uh, business model. Yeah. And it, I mean, this stemmed out of my own frustration. And I know we've all had this before that, you know, you have a a favorite restaurant or a favorite airline or a favorite, you know, person that provides service and they just don't, you know, they change things, new people step in 
And you're like, you know, if they only would ask me, I could tell them how to make their business better. I could, I could have told them what was going wrong, but they're not listening to me. And so they walk away. And this happens in thousands of ways to thousands of people every day where they just walk away from your business. You don't even know they're gone, but you didn't reach out to them. You might hand them, you know, an annual survey or, you know, the old, how are we doing on a zero to 10 scale? But that's not the same as really wanting to know what's on your patient's mind, what your customers are thinking, what they need, what they expect. And if you would do that, have what I call this survey conversation with your people, that's the gravitational pull. That's what keeps your people with you forever. No, it makes sense. You know, when I do a lot of coaching with chiropractors, it's it's on business and marketing. But one of the things we do is dive into the practice analytics. And sometimes we notice some things like, well, you know, you don't really have a new patient problem. You've got more of a, you know, patient visit issue and they're not coming in and following treatment plans. And I'll ask them like, why do you think that is? And many times they don't have any real reason. I think sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they're not being honest with themselves, you know, on, on their end of it, but they just don't have any idea. And that seems like a common problem, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And, and so much focus on the lead generation, whether it's entrepreneurs or any kind of business owner, like how do you bring in more leads, new people? <laughs> and as the people in your community, the veterans, you know, there's, there's nothing for us. And, you know, this happens all the time. We're like members of some club for 10 years. And they put out this promotion, hey, new people, get half off. And you're like, well, wait a minute, what about me? Well, we already got you. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're already a customer. And it's just so insulting, I find, that we spend so little time nurturing and, and, and treating the high-value customers we have instead of always spending the resources to get more people. Let's focus on who we have and keep them forever. That's, that's where the money is. Yeah, it is. And it's where sustainability is. And really being able to predict your, your practice. You know, if you need that uh, influx of new patients constantly to make up for the fact that they're not uh, sticking around and you're not getting reactivations or, or such, uh, that's a, you're always chasing it, right? Yeah. And, and the big companies can afford it. That's, that's what I tell entrepreneurs and practitioners and small business owners. The big folks can churn and burn and they can spend millions and have people leave and bring, but we can't, you know, we, we don't have the time and we don't have the resources to continually, you know, replenish our client base. Yep. Uh, we need to do something different. That's a good point. And, and that goes, uh, I'm going to do another little tangent here is there's that whole thought process uh, where you need to be spending 10% of your monthly revenue on, on marketing. And I kind of think that's lazy math or just a lazy way of thinking about it because what ends up happening is a lot of people will just start throwing money at the marketing and it's not really effective, but they're saying to themselves, well, I'm spending 10% at least, you know, I'm doing what I should. And that's not necessarily true because if you're doing marketing the right way and you're not just only trying to get leads and you know, like you said, wasting money, you can actually get more results by spending less. Yep, that, that is, that's absolutely true. And, and that's what I teach people is how to ask your audience, your members, students, clients, patients, how to ask them the right questions in the right way at the right time. And then most importantly, close the loop, I call it. Share those results quickly with your audience. And it's something that's never done because surveys are one way. You know, people ask us, hey, help us improve our products and services. Hmm. And sometimes they're really in your face. They're like, hey, you bought a bagel at our <laughs> restaurant. You know, you 
flew on our airline. You owe us to fill out our survey. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just paid you. Uh, uh, so we do something very different using good psychology to say, look, uh, I, and this is what I tell people that answer questions for me. I say, I have nothing to give you that's worth your time. You're giving me the mo your most precious commodity. But if you'll just answer a couple of questions, I will share the results with you. I will show you how you compare to others. I'll show you what other people are thinking. And I'll demonstrate to you that I'm listening because I'm going to apply what you have to say or I'm going to tell you why I can't do it. And people are blown away because they, they've never seen such a thing where their time was so well spent on, uh, on a survey. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our first sponsor. This is going to be Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years. We've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do this search engine optimization. She does a great job. There's there's so much to it. A lot of a lot of the lingo and the words are beyond my uh, comprehension, but it's just amazing work that she does. And if you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. So you, you just have to have this type of stuff done. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing and Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results. Your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense that closing that loop part of it, because I just went through that, bought my wife a new car and, you know, I got the emails for the survey and then I, I didn't really, I didn't fill it out. And then I even started getting texts from the salesperson of the car, you know, explaining how important it was to get tens on the survey, this, that. I mean, it was just like this whole push to get it done. And then I finally did it, but then that was the end of it right? Like nothing. And it was this big aggressive push to get me to fill out the, the survey, but there was nothing in return really for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, surveys are so broken. They're the most broken thing on planet earth because that's what that the car dealers, the, the mm -hmm. bank tellers, doesn't matter who it is. Their mission is there's this survey that they need to get and they need to check this off their list and they're doing it wrong. They're doing it aggressively. And then as you say, there's, there's, nothing in return. And the worst part of it is those numbers are then so flawed. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people use the net promoter score. That's that question. Would you recommend us to your friends on a zero to 10 scale? Yeah. That is a psychometrically flawed measure that cannot give valid, meaningful data. So then they take what you say and then make poor decisions with it. So uh. it hurts so many people at so many levels. And that's what I've been talking about now. 28 years, I'm watching this go on yeah. and, you know, we need to put an end to it. We need to use surveys the way they were created and the way they are intended to help your patients, help your clients to help you by actually learning accurately what's on their mind. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll transition, but before I'll, I'll finish kind of <laughs> the, the funny story about this uh, car dealer. So I did that whole thing and it was probably two weeks after we bought the car. And then no kidding, like three days later, my wife and I were going out to dinner and we passed her 
going in and I was like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? You know? And she kind of looked at me like I had three heads. Like wow. she had no idea who I was. <laughs> and I was like, I just bought, we just bought a car from you. And she was like, Oh, okay. You know, like she had no, she didn't remember us. And you know, we spent four hours with her probably three weeks prior to that and was you know, blowing up my phone texting about filling out the survey, but then had no recollection of who I was. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that's the attitude. I've had a friend bought a car that, you know, paid a lot of money, gets a email survey. First question, what's your name? It's like, <laughs> okay. Second question, what's your email address? He's like, you mean the one that you use to send me this survey? Yeah. <laughs> you know, these people just waste and waste our time and then, you know, expect us to, you know, give good, deep, meaningful, spend a lot of time on mm-hmm. their, you know, helping them out, but they don't spend any time. And as you can see from your, you know, situation with the car dealer, you know, don't really put much into it. Yeah. So what are some good strategies or best practices for um, surveying, you know, chiropractors surveying their patients? Uh, well, one is, is the one I mentioned, close the loop. Mm-hmm. And I refer to that because I have these nine principles that I use, okay. the nine principles of feedback. And I found now I've been refining these. I've gathered about 93 million data points at, wow. at this point from about 8,000 survey. So it, it's, it's evolved over time. But these nine principles, if you apply them, you'll get the three benefits that they promise, which is a high response rate, a lot of participation. Mm-hmm. And second, you'll get accurate, meaningful results. You'll actually know what your people are thinking. And third, you get this huge engagement. It just draws people in. It's like this gravitational pull on them that you ask a question and they respond. And then you close the loop. You share the results. Oh, isn't that interesting? You said this, but other people said that. Or you said this, and so did many other people. So, you know, we're going to look into that topic. And then people are hooked. They're like, wow, (laughs) I I actually got a response. So then that gives you the right to ask another question. And they respond, and you share the results. And you ask another question. And on and on this survey conversation goes where you get more and more people responding. And I typically get about 80 to 85% of people to fill out my surveys. If I get less than that, that's a fail mm-hmm. for me. But in doing that, I'm hearing from most everybody and really diving deep. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, I know it's probably variable, but how many questions do you typically ask? Is there a range that's best? Uh, uh, two to three. That's it. Oh, perfect. And- and I tell folks, I tell them, this is a conversation. I'm doing this uh, right now for a client in the, in the cruise line and with their travel agents, not dumping all these questions on them, yep. which is what everybody else does, you know, because you'll never get another chance to talk to your customers. You got to just pile, you know, 30 or 40 questions on them. No, you ask two or three questions mm-hmm. and then you wait. It's a conversation. You know, if you're on a, on a date with somebody, you don't just, hey, you know, where'd you go to school? And what's your, you know, what's the name of your pet? I mean, you don't just throw questions at them. You ask a question and you wait for them to respond. And then you acknowledge that you responded and you ask another question. That's a conversation. And that's what you do through survey with your patients and with your clients is to ask an important question, let them respond. So it's never more than two or three in a single ask. Okay. And then is there a particular format or anything that you're, you're doing this on? Is there a certain platform? Uh, we've done it before with, I mean, usually with, with phones. So yep. it, you know, it can do it through Facebook Messenger. 
Okay. Uh, we've had we've done it at live events through Alexa app. So imagine people are sitting <laughs> watching, uh, you know, at a conference or something, and then they're speaking some answers into their phone, mm -hmm. um, or they can just do it, you know, the old-fashioned way, go into a website <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, through a survey. But you imagine if you know folks are in the waiting room waiting for their adjustments. They're all they all have their phones. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've had uh, doctors put up a just a note on the board says here go to this site, okay. check your email or whatever. And there's two questions mm -hmm. and, and it's a certain pattern of questions. So it's Monday and, and folks fill out the Monday question and then they go in for their adjustment and leave. Well, in the meanwhile, all the results are being gathered mm -hmm. and analyzed. And then the doctor is able to push back and close the loop and share the results with everyone. Say, you know, I heard what you had to say. I didn't even know this was a problem. So so we're going to fix that. And here were the top three questions that you had. I'm just going to answer these. And people are like, wow, he, he heard what I had to say and is making some changes. And then they come in the following week for another uh, adjustment. There's a, a new set of questions. Mm -hmm. And they answer, closes loop. Even if they don't show up, they still get the results. So it's just a great way of communicating continually with your patient. Yeah, so I want to make uh, make sure I'm I'm getting this fully. So are they, is this anonymous or is it just they're they're providing that and you're also knowing what they're saying and then giving them the information or are you yeah, how are you doing that? Yeah, it's if they go through a uh, a link then it's typically anonymous. If it's done through Facebook Messenger, of course, Facebook knows everything. So yeah. <laughs> not, not okay. so anonymous, so able to, mm -hmm. uh, to match that up. But that, that's important, too, if we're doing this at a live event and yeah. questions about, you know, would you give a testimonial or some kudos or would you like to know more about this product or this service? And they mm -hmm. just say yes. And, of course, you've already captured all that information so we can okay. then send them the, what they needed. Okay. And um, let me see. You, you mentioned some websites. Are there something like a survey monkey you could also use? Would that be viable for this? Yeah, I typically use, I mean, I've reviewed and critiqued maybe 85 different web survey mm -hmm. platforms over the years. So I have my favorites. Uh, my okay. current favorites are Typeform, okay. Question Pro. Ah. Um, Survey Monkey dropped off my list long ago, for, just because of the constraints and awkwardness and, mm -hmm. and things of that sort. So they all have their faults, but Typeform and Question Pro are the ones I use most. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can build the questions through that platform and then display them. Okay. And then you don't recommend sending out like a, a mass email to your patient base? Or is that viable? Uh, I do. Okay. And, it, you know, with, with a proper explanation and all, yeah. uh, there's a procedure to it that follows these principles. And, you know, one of those is you're always giving first, uh -huh. you know, because that's not what it, everybody else does the taking first, right? Hey, yeah. give us uh, 10 minutes of your time to help me improve my products and services. Well, no, <laughs> the email, if you're sending an email out to your entire list or to your patients, to your clients is going to say something like, we're going to be doing this survey conversation, but just to get things kicked off, here is, you know, the top five concerns that I've heard before. Here's, uh -huh. here's five common, you know, questions that people ask. And, you know, here, here's the answers to that. And so you're, so there's the give. Yeah. And then say, 
to keep this conversation going, I got a question. What about this? Or how could we do this better? Or so then they realize, ah, now not everyone's going to respond because everyone's shy of surveys. Yep. And they'll be like, oh, here we go again. You know, <laughs> somebody trying to pretend like they care and send me a survey. But you do something unbelievable, which is whether 5% respond or 10% respond, you send the results back to everyone. Yeah. And you say, here's what you said. And then it has this magical effect yeah. of increasing response rate. What happens is people who didn't respond and you tell them, hey, I heard from everyone. And so we're going to do this. And they're thinking to themselves, wait a minute, I didn't get a chance to weigh in. You know, I don't want to do that. Well, that's fine because I have another question. And now yeah. they participate. So you get this steady increase of response rate over time, which is uh unusual because people say, well, don't you get survey fatigue? You know, the rate should go down. I say, yeah, if you're doing it wrong, you'll get survey yeah. fatigue. But if you're closing the loop, you're showing what's in it for me, you are demonstrating that you, you know, are willing to make some changes or yeah. even to tell them why. The, the data has shown this for years and years. We've done studies where we told, ask people for feedback. They would tell us and then go back to them and say, guess what? We're not doing that. And mm -hmm. this is why. I, in my experience, this won't work or... But that's enough. Those people who were told we're not going to use your feedback were more satisfied than others than if given no feedback. Just know that their voice was heard was enough. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. So you're basically you're you're sending out the survey to everybody, but you're prefacing it with some good values. So you're giving first, then you got the question or two, I guess, right? Whatever it is, two three questions, and then they've you know, let's just say 30% open email and do it. Then after a short period of time, you actually email the whole list again, provide them with the feedback and the improvements you're going to make as a practice and add and change things like that. More people get inspired by that and then potentially take the survey that they didn't do before. And you kind of just keep that going a little bit. Yep. Such a, a simple method mm -hmm. that works 100% of the time. This is from gathering 93 million data points. I can say that. <laughs> that yeah. It continues to increase those three things. You'll get more and more people to respond. That's first. Second, yeah. you're getting accurate data because you, you're asking the right questions in the right way. That's, that's one of the principles as well. That's yeah. a huge flaw with surveys and reviewing and critiquing surveys for my whole career. Uh, I mean, I could honestly count on two hands the number of surveys I critique that were done well, <laughs> that I, I looked at it and I said, yes, these response scales that they use mm -hmm. for these questions match. And, and these questions are properly worded. Almost never happens. And that's because it's a skill, like yep. any other skill. And, and people don't realize writing the right questions in the right way. There's actually a lot of psychometrics behind it. There's math behind it. There, there, there's actually a, a study of this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where a lot of this falls apart, even if you are hearing from your people to not, you're, you're getting misinformation if you're asking the questions in the wrong way. Let me take a break from the podcast for a minute and I want to discuss my clinic, Health Fit Chiropractic and Sports Recovery, Boca Raton, Miami, Florida. We got two offices and we just redid our site. We hired John Morrison and his team at Get Clear Sites to give us a great look, a clear message, compelling content. And, you know, I just love working with John and, and I know many of you do as well. John specializes in working with chiropractors and he's got great pricing packages for all budgets. John promised me that if you mention the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show or MCM, he will give you a great deal on your new site. 
So take a look at getclearsites.com and schedule a demonstration of their amazing platform. You won't regret it. It's user-friendly, looks amazing, and just is going to be a game changer for your practice. Yeah, and is that what you tend to help with businesses and, and chiropractors is, is how to ask the questions? Do you take in some input to help design those questions or is there, uh, yeah, kind of walk me through that. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a big part of it. I, I finally, about six years ago, I said, I'm just going to put this in print. So I actually yeah. uh, wrote a book called The Survey Playbook. At okay. that point, it was uh, the 25 top errors made in most every survey. So if you simply read those lessons and mm-hmm. didn't do uh, those errors, you'd be ahead of you know 99% of all survey makers around. Because it's the same, you know, one of those errors is asking questions that you can't do anything about anyway. And this happens all the time. You know, you get a survey saying, you know, where should we hold the conference this year? And you're like, well, I know it's in Phoenix. So why are you, why are you asking me? <laughs> you know, and people get frustrated of being asked irrelevant questions, not being heard back from, asking questions that you should know the answers to, like, what is your name and what's your email? And, mm-hmm. and people are like, why are you wasting my time? So there's 25 of these uh, lessons. There's many more errors, but if, if people could just uh, not make those 25 errors, they'd have a pretty solid survey. Okay. What would be a, just, you know, I'm not going to ask you a ton of them, but what would be a good example of a, of a question for a chiropractor to ask? Well, I love the, uh, to begin with, I usually do more open-ended questions. Okay. Uh, and then later kind of restrict these to some multiple choice. It's, uh, that's one error that's made a lot is coming up with a multiple choice question but then you haven't included all the possible choices. And that's yeah. just because you haven't asked your people yet. So you'll say, so is it A, B, C, or D? And people are like, well, no, it's uh, E or F. You know, you, you don't know enough. So those first questions are exploratory. So, mm-hmm. so for a, a chiropractor, it might be questions uh, about, do you have any, are there any obstacles in making it to your appointment or mm-hmm. visiting the office? Are there any concerns? that you've had about things that have changed, you know, these changes that we've been making? Is there any, uh, you know, which staff member, you know, do you appreciate most? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, just, I, I start off nice and easy with, with things that everybody would want to know the answers to. And that, that's the other key. You always want to ask a question that the answers would be useful to you, but also useful to the patient. So, that's, you'll see this mistake on so many surveys. They're asking questions that seem helpful. And then all of a sudden they say, you know, so are you the decision maker? How much money do you make? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I know where this is going. This, and then you, you tune out. But if you keep the questions, you know, balanced. So I would like to know as a, as a practitioner these, the answers to this. But I also know that my patients would find that insight really useful. And then when you share it, that's the key. Then they'll say, ah, well, I, I wanted to know about that. That's really interesting that other people see it the way I do. And now, now they're hooked. That's perfect. Now it makes sense. Good. That's great. You know, I think a chiropractor could really even make this a, a campaign, which is obviously probably what you think too. <laughs> but, you know, having a campaign around it would be great to get that out. And you could, uh, you know, you could even do things like on Facebook, I'll run an ad I could take my email list, put it into a Facebook audience that's specifically anybody that's got that email 
who's been in my practice that is linked up with that Facebook account and run an ad where only they see it. Uh, so you could even direct people to, to that survey via that method as well and really make it about improving their experience, their care, improving the practice and, and use it as a way of, of getting better and obviously providing a better experience for your patients. Yeah, and, and you're just you're using that's part of the, the good psychology here is mm-hmm. people flock to results. You know, there was, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to win the Heisman or who's going to win this election? People want to click it because then you see immediate results. And if you can think of that, have that mindset for your surveys that you are providing not immediate, but very quick results. Hey, if you answer this question, I'm going to share the results with everybody. And then they can comment on them and go, oh, that's, that's really interesting. And then it gets the, the ball rolling. So I've had uh, plenty of clients do this all through email mm-hmm. rather than on their phones or in person in a visit and just keep it at that level. And it works you know, spectacularly. They, you ask a question and you'll get you know, not terribly high results because they're like, oh, here comes the survey. Yeah. But you can just set this into an email sequence where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is the asking days. And then mm-hmm. on Friday, here's the results. And then on Monday, question two. On Friday, here's the results. And on and on it goes and get people tuned in. And then you have all sorts of opportunity there to say, hey, do you know about these, uh, you know, we're, we're selling orthotics now, or, uh, you know, we've got this new uh, supplements, or you, you can include that in there. And in it, so it serves two purposes. It's not blatant because you've been adding so much value in, and sharing with them mm-hmm. that, that patients are, are just fine, you know, learning more about your office and your personnel. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great, it's just an audit of your practice as well. Like, what are you doing right and wrong? This is phenomenal. You have the book. What was the name of the book again? It's called The Survey Playbook. Okay. Uh, It was, I actually wrote it. uh, It's about principle two. Principle two is asking the right questions in the right way. And I had planned to write nine books, one for each principle. Ah. (laughs) But this was six years ago I wrote that book. So I don't think the other eight are are coming anytime soon. But uh, if you you get the survey playbook, that I mean, that, that will get you so much further down the road yeah. and uh, people, when they read it, you'll recognize every bad survey you've ever seen in your life once you start reading those lessons because uh, it will become obvious. Yeah, definitely. And then in the intro, I mentioned the, the link to, you're going to actually provide them with the nine principles. So they'll, they'll get that. If someone's interested in reaching out to you and uh, what kind of work do you do with chiropractors? Like what, what do you offer the, the chiropractor that's interested in really taking us to a next step? It's basically a, uh, I call it a hands-free, it's, we'll, we'll say hands-free 95% because I still need a lot of input. Yeah. Uh, from the from the doctor, but it's essentially setting up this this series, and there are some recommended questions to ask. But I'll ask the doctor. You know, are there any particular uh, questions that you'd like to ask, and and areas you know that you'd like to to dive into? And then we just set up a sequence, and using their own platforms uh, is fine. I can just, uh, you know, create that, that series for them mm-hmm. on week one, you'll ask these questions. And then at the end of the week, the results come in and my team analyzes the data, puts together this, uh, little at a glance report, mm-hmm. be able to send back to the doctor who can then address them and say, Oh, and, and 
you know, share, close the loop uh, with the patients. And then we begin again. So uh, that's, that's one thing folks do is, is the service where I set that up. We might do seven or eight weeks worth. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get the ball rolling. And some are able to take it and run and others, you know, want to keep going. But it's important to do it for about seven or eight weeks mm-hmm. to, you know, get them in the habit and, and, and get a lot of value on it. Uh, yeah, you don't want to do it a long time and then stop because then you look like everybody else who just yeah. asks a question <laughs> <and> vanishes. <laughs> I was just going to say, then you just go back to that. And then along those seven or eight weeks or so, you're, you're providing consistent uh, you know, value to them as well. Again, you're not just only taking, which is nice. That's right. That's right. So. And, and, uh, and that's key. I mean, people don't have much time. Yeah. And that's why surveys fail is because you're asking people for their time and they see if there's no purpose to this. It won't help them. It, you know, it's, it's just amazing that people even get 5% response rate to fill out questionnaire, the annual survey, whatever it happens to be and they get nothing out of it. This yeah. is something they will get something out of every time they fill it out. Perfect. Great. You know, I really uh, appreciate your time today. How could they uh, get a hold of you and reach out and, uh, and, and make that connection? Uh, probably LinkedIn is, is probably best. I'm pretty active there. Just uh, LinkedIn, Matt Champagne. Uh, they can find me there. They won't forget that name. Yes. <laughs> Champagne. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm an email guy. I'm still old school. So mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to write me questions at uh, Matt at Doc Champagne. And, uh, that D- is that DOC Champagne? Yep, DOC Champagne Like the Drink.com. Perfect. All right, sounds good. And then I'll make sure that uh, all the stuff's in the show notes as well. I really appreciate your time today. This was great information. You know, I think sometimes people hear the, the idea of surveys and it, it kind of puts them into a little bit of a lull. But this is something where I think um, you, you design a campaign around it. It makes it interesting. You provide a lot of value. You close that loop, like you said. And not only are you going to get a lot of good feedback from it, it's a lot of good touch points with your, with your patient base. Yep, that's right. It's set up correctly. There's a purpose for doing this. People can see the purpose. They see what they get out of it. It's just using that good psychology that's missing from every survey out there. Absolutely. Thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Doc. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.